Thank you so much for everything so far. I appreciate everybody's songs and love for the Lord. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 5, please? Let's read together verses 17 through 21 of 2 Samuel chapter 5. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel... All the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold. And the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up. For I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. Today I'd like to begin a, a series in the next couple, three weeks uh, relative to burdens, blessings, and breakthroughs. And what I want to try to do is use some places in God's Word where people, God's people, have experienced God in situations that didn't seem likely they would. In other words, they got to a point they were beside themselves and needed God to break things through, to open it up. When I think about a burden, I think about something heavy. A burden from Psalms 38 is called a sin. A sin is a weighty burden. The blessing, though, of that is knowing that God, Jesus, went to the cross to die for us, and he did that through suffering and giving his very blood so that we have a breakthrough of forgiveness, justification freely by his grace. A blessing, though, from God, and it only comes from God, is really tied to our obedience to God. It's not a requirement to be saved, but it's a real requirement to enjoy God and get to the point of understanding the breakthrough. Which, by the way, a breakthrough, as I understand it, is it's really salvation. Not eternal salvation. That was done before the foundation of the world, okay? But we need salvation every day. We need a breakthrough every day. A breakthrough is, is a situation where, where we see God more clearly. We understand our purpose more divinely. And we feel the freshness of his grace in our lives. We need a breakthrough in our personal lives. And certainly in this nation. In the church of God. And God is a breakthrough God. Today I want to use this experience from David as he encountered the Philistines, who, by the way, God left in the nation, according to Judges chapter 3. God left the Philistines, an enemy nation, on purpose to try Israel, to prove them. And I'm sure that God has left breakthroughs, situations in your life, obstacles, Shackles, 
Things going on in your life may be habitual sin, maybe just um, just a remnants of the past, the bitterness that just can't leave you, or maybe it's just some unsurmounting obstacle that you can't get out. That you need something to you got to get some relief in it all. That's what a breakthrough is about, and we need breakthroughs every day. And we have a God that is an everyday God that blesses us, and He's a breakthrough God. I want to deal with today a title of mismatches. It's called The Position of Breakthrough. Are we in the position for a breakthrough? When you're in a position for a great breakthrough, you have to understand you have to do something that you cannot do yourself. If you can do it yourself, you won't see God clearly. You'll be looking at yourself and others. A breakthrough is where miracles come and where God is honored and glorified. So I want to talk about the position of breakthrough. I believe that's where David finds himself. And then the next message I want to deal with in this series is the purpose of breakthrough. And I want to use Queen Esther over in the Old Testament too. And I'm going to stay in the Old Testament, the Lord being my helper for the text anyway, because I want to see the perseverance of a breakthrough when Jacob wrestled the very angel of God and wouldn't let him go without a breakthrough. But today, let's look at the position of breakthrough. What is a breakthrough position? We see from this verse that David first went down. When the Philistines rose up, they see David now as anointed king. Saul has already been uh, dealt with. David is given king. Uh, now he's about to take over the government of his land. And you know, lots of times when we get one issue resolved in our life and God just blesses you, you be careful. Because God is going to put some obstacles in your life. About the time you deal with what's right and you celebrate God in your life in a way, you can be wary that you'll have to have a breakthrough. I'm going to tell you, a breakthrough, um, uh, if you want to see if you're in a position of breakthrough, here's how it might be. Nothing's happening. Silence. A prayer that's not answered. Um, Resistance, uh, guilt. I'm talking about emotions. I'm talking about situations in our life where, where we just cannot do anything but go to God, okay? And so we need a breakthrough. And if you can see clearly how everything's going to work out, then you're not in position for a breakthrough. You're not. You got to get in a position like Moses crossing the Red Sea. You got to get in a position like the three Hebrews that went in the fiery furnace. You got to get in a position like Joshua when he had to deal with 300 men to conquer 126,000. You got to get to the understanding that it's only God and nothing else. It's not God plus you. It's not God plus religion. It's just God. But I'm going to tell you, when God breaks through, when he breaks you and things break out, then we can understand 
and we can rejoice in God and our burdens become the greatest blessings that we can ever have. I would be willing to say that the burdens that you're bearing, the crosses that God has given you is the greatest blessings that you'll have. If you think your life has to be smooth, I'm going to tell you, friends, you will forget God. But when we have a burden, do you have a burden about God? Do you have a burden about the direction this land is going? Do you have a burden about sin? No, I'm not talking about you confess your sin so you won't be embarrassed. Are you going to do this because, you know, I want to do it. I'm not going to be embarrassed. No, the deal is, are you going to be willing to be subjective to God? That is, are you willing to be under his rule and authority? See, that is the first position of a breakthrough. You got to go down, stay low. Notice what David does. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. They did not want to congratulate him. They wanted to kill him. And David heard of it and went down to the hold. You stay low when you don't know. You hear me? If you want to think about what I want to try to say in burdens, Blessings and breakthroughs. You read God's word. You believe God's word. And you seek to stay close to God. Now you can do this because God has given you his spirit. So, so we got to stay low though. When we read God's word, we need to read it on our knees. Because God already knows we're going to fail. But it's a lot smaller, a lower fall when you're on your down low position than it is you're trying to walk up high and mighty. I learned a lesson about staying low years ago. I'd finished college, just finished, and my business partner and I and some folks that worked with us went up to the mountains to take a little retreat in North, North Carolina. We went to a ski slope. And uh, me being from the Flatwoods, never skied a lot. And a friend of mine who I went to high school with rode one of those cheerlifts up to the, you know, we had the skis on and, and the hat, the little knit hat, gloves. So we didn't know when to get off. They had three levels of slope, so we ended up getting to the, to the expert slope. And you got to get off there. So that's where we ended up. You're talking about two rednecks? That was us. But we got off. And I wonder, we're the only ones up there. And so I looked and I said, surely we're in the wrong place. So I saw your path going by this booth up there and this guy's in it and I see a path and, and I started saying, well, Mike, let's go down here. So we hear some guy knocking on the window. He points. He said, no, damn. Don't go that way. You got to go down the steep slope. I mean, I needed a breakthrough here. I mean, you can't ride the lift back down. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go down. So, so, so what happens is I stood there with Mike who finished school, high school with me and I said, you remember what our coach said? Stay low. 
So we did. We stayed low. You know, you crouch way down, you stay low. You can build up some speed like that down a ski slope. We stayed low, but we started rolling. But I'm going to tell you, we made it down. When you get in situations in life where you don't know where to go, you stay low. You stay humble with God, and that's what David was saying. David went down into his hold. You know, we have to, we have to see our dependence on God. We have to understand that we really do need God so desperately. What other position could we really be in? Given our weakness. What a joy it is to know that we can go to God and that, that He understands that, that in, in the lowly, he, he sees the lowly. He is nearer to those of a, a contrite broken heart. So we see that, that with our burdens, that, that God brings us to that position. That's why we have them. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, the Bible says, and He will lift you up. One thing God hates is pride. And sometimes he gives us burdens and crosses to deal with it. And we want to celebrate that and we say, you know, if you, want to, if you want to go breakthrough, if you want to really get close to God, you answer this in your heart. If that's your heart, though, you can be sure that, that you're going to find yourself, God will take you apart somewhere in a desert place. God will allow pain to come in your life you've never had it before. That's what God is doing. But then when you see God in it and you break through, you say, God, help me love this cross, this burden. Do not try to argue with God of what he's doing in your life. Did not Jesus say, if you're going to learn of me, Follow me by taking up your cross, denying yourself, and doing what I say do. Follow me every day. That's none other than saying, oh God, help me. Bear my burdens. See your blessings. And benefit from the breakthroughs that you've given me. So to stay low. Secondly, stay strong. If you want to be in a breakthrough position, you've got to stay strong. Now, understand what I'm trying to say to us, that you're going to get in a situation for a breakthrough. And God will position us like that. God has a way of putting us in a position, in a place that we don't want to go necessarily. But God knows that's for our greatness or for our benefit and his glory. So he's going to do it. And we need to bless him in it and thank him for it. So here's what David does. In verse 18, the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephraim. It's in a valley, a low place. You're going to find your greatest blessings in low places in your life. You hear me? The lowest places. You can go up to the mountains of this great country and you can see beautiful mountain chalets. Some of you own them. But the people, the native people of the mountains do not live in the mountaintops. Where do they live? They live in the valleys. Why do they live in the valleys? Because that's where they can grow their food and where their schools are and churches are. They're not on the mountaintops. 
That scenic look is mighty pretty and good, and I love to do it myself. But when it comes to growing to God and understanding what burdens and blessings and breakthroughs are about, which really makes up all of life for a believer, then we're going to have to get in the valleys. God will bring you to the valleys. That's where the fertile ground is. That's what's happened here. This is where David fought Goliath in a valley. And we need to be serious about fighting our own giants. Are you willing to face your giant? The sin, the habitual sin that plagues us. We need to say it like David. He said to that Philistine giant, he defies a living God. I said to be low is to be subjective to God. Do you understand it's not about me repenting of my sin to get it and make it easier on me and to relieve my guilty conscience? No. It's to be understanding that I'm not going to trespass against the holy God. It's God's word. It's God's law. It's God I'm offending. And that ought to break our hearts because God has died on the cross for you. He's cleansed every sin you'll ever commit. He loves you so much. So don't fool around and let the shackles of addictions, of, of bitterness, hatred, laziness, doubt and fear plague us any longer. I'm going to tell you, we need a breakthrough, and we're going to have to stay low, and secondly, we stay strong. So David, in verse 19, inquired of the Lord. That's where you get your strength from God. Shall I go up to the Philistines, he said? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will deliver thee, or doubtless deliver thee, Philistines, into thine hand. So David, how does David stay strong? He goes to God. He believes God. You don't go to God in prayer if you don't believe God. Do you believe God? Do you believe God is just the God of the mountains or do you believe he's the God of the valleys? The Bible said he's the God of the valleys too. I'd say he's more prominent in the valleys than anywhere else. So you stay strong. You inquire of God. David is implying here, God, I depend on you. I can't do this myself. If you've got something in your life you can't do yourself, you say, God, I'm going to depend on you to help me. And, and the breakthrough comes and you say, well, you know, I'm going to do what little I can do. You know, there's a burden that we've got to bear ourselves. But there's some burdens we can't bear. And God knows that. You keep in mind that every burden you pray, every problem, every burden you bear, Jesus has already toted on his cross. He's already toted it on his shoulders for you. And he's not going to call us to do something that he's not given us strength to do. God says, as thy days are, so shall thy strength be. Now, we can't fiddle-faddle around and think, well, that's just God, and he just, that's just presuming upon God he's going to bless me. No, here's the crisis. You want to get your strength, you're going to find it in a crisis. You're not going to get it sucking lollipops and tiptoeing to the tulips. You're going to get it when you get to a crossroad in life. That's what you got to make a decision. We need to be able to make a decision for God, and we need to do it today. We need to say, God, I'm going to believe you. It might be something you just know can't happen. But you know what? There's nothing too hard for God. 
Because if we can, if we either decide to follow God or we die, it's sure it's that simple. You hear me? We can die to our affections, our usefulness in this kingdom. We can die as a nation. God says, blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. What is the opposite of that? Cursed is a nation who denies the Lord. So you believe God, you, that's what a Christ says, you come and you get to the point of your weakness and you decide, oh God, I'm going to believe you. Because you said, God, this is going to happen, that you'll never forget, leave me or forsake me. You said there's now no condemnation. We say with the Apostle Paul, but I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Do you believe it? That's the position of a breakthrough. Joshua was in a position for a breakthrough and fighting that formidable city of Jericho. How did he do it? He depended on God. That was his strength. You remember, he was already told, now you stay with my word in the first chapter of Joshua and you veer not the left or the right. And God says, I'll give you the land where the force I promised. And so Joshua gets to the point of, of Jericho. And he marches around seven times. What did God say do? That's what he did. And he has some little lamps and he breaks the lamp. And when he breaks the lamp, the breakthrough of the light comes. And the people were so disarrayed, the enemies, that they killed themselves, a lot of them. And he won that victory in obedience to God. And something that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Noah built the ark. Never had rain before, but he believed God. I'm going to tell you, faith is what God's called us to live for. Faith is present tense. It's not something you say, well, I think I'll get it later, or I used to have it. You got it now. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, God has given you the gift of faith. So shake it loose and ask God to help us. Oh God, I need a breakthrough. And you stay low when you don't know. And you stay strong when everything seems wrong. That's what David said, inquire of the Lord. Thirdly, stay close. David came to bow preserve. You know what that word means? God of the breakthroughs. That's what it means. And David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baalperazim. And there they left their images and David and his men burned them. So David in staying close to God was in a position for a breakthrough. It might mean that you have to wait patiently during your suffering. God does not always change our circumstances to break through. But what happens is when we get still before God and close to him and it gets dark, he'll light your candle. Only he can do it. But he does it. Look at uh, Isaiah, no, no, Psalms, I'm sorry, 55. Stay with me just a few more minutes. God's about to break through, I hope. 55, verse 22. 
Here's, here's the benefit of a burden and the blessing of having a God to go to when we're hurting. Verse 22, Psalms 55, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee, and he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Do you hear what God is saying? You got a burden, you got a blessing, you give it to God. You give God back what he's given you. Where do you think your burden come from? God. He's given you a burden, my friends. You don't try to run from it. You give it back to God. And don't tell me you've given it back to God when you lay there at night and cry and worry. You know, if Brother Edwin says, Brother if I have a debt I can't pay, Brother Edwin walks me and says, Brother Edwin, I'm going to pay that debt for you. What am I going to do? Go home and worry about it and say, you know, I don't know if he's going to do that or not. You don't believe God. God says, cast your burdens upon me and I'm going to sustain you. And I'm going to be with you and I'm going to give you strength and you'll never be upset and moved. See, don't blame God. Don't blame your burden. You know, Brother Wendell was at our meeting the other day, prayer meeting. I don't know, you don't have that cane with you now, do you, Brother Wendell? That cane you brought, that stick. Brother Wendell had a stick, and uh, was it sassafras wood? He was leaving, and he picked it up, and on the end of it, just gnawed all up. And Brother Wendell said, you know, we were on a duck hunt or something, in a duck blind, and there was a raccoon up in that blind. And so he takes his stitch and stick to move the coon out, and the coon just latches on. He took enough of that, you know. He just latches on to the stick, just gnaws it up. Brother Wendell said, you see what that coon was going to do? You know what I thought of? Sometimes we have a burden. See, what that raccoon didn't know, it wasn't a stick. It was Brother Wendell. You hear what I'm saying? So here's that old coon, you know, I'm going to gnaw the stick. Sometimes we got a burden, so we're going to gnaw the burden. We're going to keep it and hold it in there ourselves, you know. We're going to get the payback. We're going to have that ourselves. We're going to get vengeance. What we need to understand is that's what comes from God. Why do you think God gives you a burden? So it can bless you. And you know you're blessed when you have a breakthrough. This has happened to so many people in this church. I'll close with this. I called Bill Akins this morning. Because I knew of one breakthrough. I know of others I can name. We need to be sharing our breakthrough. All of you know Brother, Brother Bill's wife, Beth, had a hypertensive stroke. She had a brain bleed. He was flown to Augusta, some of you other, and a memorial. Touch and go for several days. They need to break through. Some of you have been there. He got low. He stayed strong. Believe God. He told me this morning, I've always believed in miracles. Do you? But I remember Bill sharing with us. 
He said, you know, the first time Beth walked, hadn't walked in four or five days, he says, I walked to that window. I know where that window is. He said, I look out on that window and, and it's a stormy day. And I go there to praise God. And he didn't know what he was going to see, but he said, I saw the sun breaking through the clouds. And I felt this feeling of God breaking through that everything was going to be all right. Can I get a witness? Bill sent me this text. This is exactly what he wrote down. He said, today Beth walked down the hall first time since the stroke. I went to a window and looked out and said, praise God. There was storm clouds blocking the sun, but you can see the light. Life has storms all the time, but you can see God through the storm. In a few minutes, the storm clouds were gone and the sun shined so bright. Thank God, storms don't last, but he does. Now, my friends, that is a breakthrough. Storms do not last, but God does. So you stay low, you stay strong, and you stay close to God because he is sending a breakthrough. You wait patiently till that happens. If that means suffering long, you do it. He's going to give you strength to. But when he gives you the breakthrough, you praise him. You move up and you thank God for all his many blessings. He is a God of breakthroughs. He is a God that knows how much of a burden we can bear and just the right size to fit us individually. And God knows how to bless us. Let's let him have all the glory and we will get all the blessings of his goodness and grace. I promise you. Bow with me. Oh dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for our burdens. If we can't thank you for our burdens, we are not really thankful and we are not really subjective to you in our lives. We are still in rebellion. Please forgive us. Help us, O oh Lord, to stay strong, to believe, even though, Lord, we all have tendencies to doubt and fear and worry. Strengthen us, Lord. Get those fears and doubts out of our way. Bless us, O oh God, to stay close to you, for you are our sustenance. You are our strength. Bless us, O oh God, as we draw near to you. We, Lord, know that you are nearer to us. Accept our thanks for this day of grace, and for the breakthroughs you have given us and will continue to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.